to TV Talk with the Sisters, y'all. I'm Karen. And I'm Regina. Today, we're going to talk about a show I love. It's a show that I am still dealing with my emotions over. That's all I'm going to say. Because you know what? I tried for months to get her to watch this show, and she would not watch this show. And I was like, Regina, you have got to watch this show. And I finally got her in it and hooked. And today we are going to celebrate with what Regina learned from watching this show. And the show is The Wire. The Wire. I finally watched The Wire. I've heard people talk about The Wire for years and I never watched it. I just couldn't get into it. Now, keep in mind, I was a huge fan of Homicide, Life on the Streets, which is by the same writer and producer. Yes! I also love The Corner, same producer, writer, but it was something about The Wire. It just didn't appeal to me. So I thought, ugh, ugh. But now since I'm at home with the pandemic and I've watched, you know, just about everything produced, I said, okay, I'm going to give The Wire a fair shot. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell them. The show was created by David Simon in 2002, and it went to 2008. And there's only about 60 episodes of it, but he did five seasons. And every season is something else. Now, you go ahead. Go ahead, girl. Yeah, The Wire was... It's, it's okay. It reminded me of some British shows. Let me start there. It reminded me, the way it's laid out, it reminded me of the British shows because he takes a storyline that starts in the first season and he kind of weaves it throughout the rest of the seasons. And you see that in uh, this British show called In the Line of Duty. Kind of the story kind of goes through all the seasons, even though new characters come aboard, they're still kind of dealing with the main issue. And in this story, even though it's called The Wire, it's about the wiretapping that the police did on some politicians and uh, drug kings. Honestly, I walked away with the impression that the story was more about Baltimore. It It was more about Baltimore because first season you're dealing with how drugs are overrunning, you know, Baltimore's poorest areas and the second season they go into the corruption at the waterfront and how the police become involved in that and some of the people on the waterfront become involved I think in drugs and then the third season it deals with I believe politics yep yep the politicians that are faced with all the crime in the in the city and how they're going to handle it. And then fourth season is the the kids that are out there selling the drugs, the schools, and, and the education system that they're faced with. And then I believe the fifth season kind of does the the wrap up. Yeah, with the newspapers, with the, the newspapers, and how they yes, and how they cover everything. And I mean, I went from, I think I went through all 12 stages of grief watching The the Wire. I was happy, I was sad, I was angry, I was in denial. 
I went to acceptance and, you know, a couple times I may have cussed at the TV. There were certain characters I just wanted to fight. I was just like, if I could just get you alone, me and you, I would just, I would box your head. And I mean, it was an emotional roller coaster. It really, really was. It was. It was well told. The actors were just on par. I mean, wow. They hooked you into that. This is a story where I first ran into Idris and fell in love with him. Oh, my God. He was Stringer Bell. Stringer Baby. He was this criminal. He was a drug person, but he wanted to run it like a business. You know, he was like going to night school and learning about business and how things roll. And he was trying to run the operation like a business. Yeah. He was making money hand over foot. It yeah. was working for him. Yeah. But in the end, that, that gangster living got to him. And that's the, that's the beauty of The Wire is the major players were in and out of the episodes and the seasons and the story kept going. You know, the death of one did not stop your interest in the story. Right. It, and it kept the story going because that's life. Because no matter what happens in life, people come and go. The story still keeps going. And that was The Wire. Yeah, and that, that, was, uh, that, that was it. I mean, but it had some amazing, colorful actors that you just go, wow. I mean, the one you fell in love with, Bubbles. Remember Bubbles? Bubbles was a drug uh. addict. Yeah, and, and I want to go back and watch it again. And I'm not going to give y'all any spoilers. I'm not going to tell you how things end or what happened or whatever. I'm just going to say there were certain characters that you become attached to. And Bubbles was a, I mean, he was an addict. He was a person who, you know, an adult who was out there on the streets, who was hustling just to get high. And he would take, you know, homeless, excuse me, these homeless teens kind of under his wing and, and they'd be out there selling stuff and getting high and stuff, almost like a father figure to some of these kids. And and then, you know, I kind of got attached to, to Bubbles and, you know, I, I was like, okay, okay, you know. And even some of the bad people, you know, Omar, Omar the terror. Oh, yes. You oh, know, my God. I, I was looking in the trivia of that Omar, because I loved Omar too. Uh, you know, it was Omar was a bad guy, but you rooted for Omar. You was like, yeah. He was like this sort of like bad guy kind of with a conscience. He had these rules of life he lived by. Like, yeah. he only robbed drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> so, But yeah. he would go in and he would rob them. And yeah. so, one of the things that said that Entertainment Weekly included Omar Little in the Ultimate 16 TV anti-heroes. He was like number three. Yes. And so, I mean, th that's the kind of impact Omar had on this story. You know, if Omar was coming in, he'd be like, ah, he gonna get you. He gonna be good to you, but he gonna get you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you just had to respect. I think you respected Omar's hustle better than anyone else because Omar was like, this is my line. This is the line I'm not going to cross, and this is how I'm going to do it. Whereas everybody else kind of didn't have boundaries, even the police. They did not have boundaries that they would not cross. And at a time in our country when there's a lot of uh, unrest because of police brutality, I have to admit, there were several weeks that I had to stop watching The Wire because I just couldn't 
I couldn't stomach it because there's a lot of police misconduct in the wire. And I was like, you know what? I got to get my mind ready to go back to this because we're kind of living through this right now and I don't want to watch it. But one of the things I noticed was there's this circle where you have the police actually mistreating these drug dealers and these kids on the corner that are selling drugs. And then you have the kids on the corner and the drug dealers mistreating the drug addicts. And you see that behavior kept going on and on and on. It always trickled down. And so I, maybe that's why I ended up landing with bubbles because I was like, you know, you're at the end of this line. Everybody's mistreating you. And these people aren't good people. They're all bad people, even some of the police officers. But, you know, they just, everybody treated everybody bad. And that's what kind of got me so I had to take a break because it was too heavy some weeks. Oh, I had to take a break because there's a lot of police brutality in the wire. And at a time when our country is uh, experiencing so much unrest because of uh, police brutality and the death of young black men, I just couldn't watch it being played out on TV in, you know, in a fictional setting. So I took a couple breaks. And then I came back. But like I said, I noticed that there's just this cycle of the police mistreating the drug dealers and they're, them feeling justified. Like, you're a drug dealer. I can mistreat you. And that just kept going on and on and on. And you just see that whole circle of interaction out there on the streets. And none of it is making those neighborhoods or communities better. None of them. They're all suffering just because of this. But each entity felt uh, entitled to be able to do that. And that was one of the underlying things I saw in the wire was like, okay, everybody wants to treat everybody bad. It's not going to get us anywhere. And then the politicians, the politicians felt like they could push everybody around. Right, right. And so I just thought, okay, I hate everybody. I want to go back to the criminals because they they drew some pictures of some criminals. (laughs) This should just be like, wow. Remember Snoop? Oh Snoop. my gosh. Snoop, Snoop. Snoop was her. I was like, I mean, think about this character. I mean, when you first meet Snoop, she there buying a tool. She's like, oh, that looked good. And so she gets the tool. She's just conversating with the salesperson saying, yeah, want to do this? Okay, well, how about that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Pays the brother in cash. Say, all right, I got to go. You don't find out later what Snoop do with this tool. You just be like, wow. Yeah. But they create these characters with all these layers, and you just be like, man. Yeah, Snoop was a female assassin. And you know, you you never would have thought that just looking at her and thought, wait a minute, what? But I think those are the layers of the uh of the people in these communities, you know? I mean, think about Stringer Bell wanting to be this great businessman and turn, you know, this selling poison into this multi-layered company, right? You know, where he can wear a suit to work or something, you know? And you're thinking, okay, this is crazy. But then it's no different from, you look at the police departments where, they're all wanting to be promoted and wear these uniforms and have these bars on their sleeves, but still could go out and harass kids on the corner and cuss at them and steal from them and kick them. Right. And 
it's like, you know, your idea of integrity and honor is really skewed. <laughs> it's really right? skewed. Yeah, but if it's the, if that's their truth, which I believe that's, I think the guy was just telling their truth. Right. You know, I don't think he was trying to glorify it or make excuses for it. I think the story was just, this is the story. Right. You know? And he based it on some real people. There were like, you know, some of the characters in this were based on actual police officers and criminals and drug addicts. Yeah. So he went through and he, you know, he picked and, you know, some of them, I was just like, wow. But, you know, some some of the stories were so outlandish that you, you'd be like, oh, that had to happen for real because nobody would ever think that up. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think there was some truth in a lot of the stuff that they did. I think that there was. I love the newspaper um, in the fifth in the. um in the fifth season, having, you know, this background in journalism to see that the way our stories are told sometimes aren't always uh, the way we tell them. Right. And just to see the inside of the inner working of that was also uh, really interesting. Really, really. Right. Interesting. And I so, thought it was really I, interesting that he ended with that, with the media actually telling the story, that that's how this, the, the whole the season, the whole thing ends, is you have these newspaper people telling what's going on in Baltimore. But of course, we've been there from the beginning, so we know what's going on as a viewer, because yes. we've been through the inner workings. We've been, you know, down in the crack houses and up in the mansion with the... Uh, politicians and everything so we've been through a, we know what's happening but now we're at the newspaper and we're getting to see what they see and it was just like way different yeah the way they they tell their story you know it's kind of like Hamilton when George Washington is telling Hamilton that you know other people are going to tell your story yes exactly. and that's true other people are going to tell your story so can't always count on that because you don't know how it's going to be skewed but i can say this much baltimore owes me a love letter they oh <laughs> they need something that's going to show the beauty and the strength and the grit of this of this city and the good times and the good people because listen after watching the wire i ain't playing i wanted to fight so many people that that little little Garcetti mayor man, I want to kick him dead in his back. I want to kick him in his back and let his chest come through his throat. I was so sick of him. Oh, sick of him. Oh. I said, oh, I could just just oh uh, him him and and McNulty. Mm. Yeah, Mc, uh, McNulty was like the main character. He is the one who leads you into this story. And yes. one of the things they did with this character is he evolved throughout all five seasons and he would go from a point of you know being your hero to the person oh goodness i hate to see him why is yes. he even here i yes. mean to like the worst person you ever wanted to see in a scene or to you know to be a part of the story you'd be like no no he needs to go away somebody needs to kill him now <laughs> yeah may not see that police officer did not mm -mm. i yeah. know no, in fact, it's going to take me a, a few more months, probably the rest of this pandemic, to get over him. Because if I ever met him in person, and I know he's not really McNulty, but I think I still would have to get him to look in the stir and kind of purse my lips together just to say, mm, really, really? 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some people got me. It's some people got me. There may have been, like I said, some cussing at the TV and some loud talking back and forth, but uh, they owe me, though. Baltimore owes me. I want a love letter from Baltimore. David Simon, you've done all these things showing me the grittiness of, of Baltimore. Now I need you to give me a love letter from Baltimore. I need you, so you to, need to see the beauty. You need to see the hope. I need to see the beauty of Baltimore. You done, you done gave me homicide, life on the streets. You done gave me the corner. You done gave me the wire. I need you to use your powers for good. And you need to bring me some love from Baltimore now. You can do it. Uh, we talking about some. You need some hair. You <laughs> need some hair. We need some. Good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> I need some love from Baltimore now, brother. You got time? We in a pandemic. Put your mask on and get to typing. I need to see something good now, cause the wire took me up, down, and around. It was good TV. It was beautiful. I see why people say it's one of the best shows that was ever on television. It was. They they did some things. Characters went through a metamorphosis on this show. I mean, people, yeah. they were not the way they started out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A character would start out one way, but by the end of the time it was done with this show, it looked like, you know, it's like you took a butterfly and turned it back into a caterpillar. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. And I think that's good because no one was all good or all bad. And that's that's real life. Nobody's all good. Nobody's all all bad. I mean, serial killers don't kill all their friends. They just kill other people, but they still have friends. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 just different. There's there's different aspects to it. But he owed me a love letter, and I'm just I'm awake. I got time. I got time, David Simon. I got time. You owe me, bruh. You owe me. I want a love letter from Baltimore. Get on it. I loved it. I, like I say, I think it's one of the best things ever done. And I'm glad you actually took the time to go through all five seasons. Because let me tell you, that's the story. I mean, he told the story. It is. And I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to go back through it now that I know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. I want to go back through it and watch it again with a different eye. Right. Because then that way you see stuff that you didn't see the first time. Because you know yeah. where they're going. And you want now you're going to get to see how they got there. Yes. You know, a lot of times, like when you on a trip, you kind of looking, but you kind of wonder where you're going. And then once you get there, you'd be like, oh, I could have relaxed and yeah. saw all this other stuff along the way. Yeah, like it's, it's not going to be that bad. But if you're a person that, number one, likes a good story with well-defined and developed characters, then you should watch The Wire because The Wire... It's not just about drug dealers or traffickers. It's about politicians and how inner cities can be run, about police departments, about newspapers, and how they all intertwine in a city. It's usually not just one aspect. It's usually other things. So if you love stuff like that, you should really watch The Wire. Even 20 years later, it is so timely and it's it's just a very good show it is it is it kicked a whole bunch of yeah i love the wire like i say it was uh introduced me to a lot of amazing actors like idris uh wood harris oh wendell pierce yes wendell 
Uh, Dominic West was the one who played uh, McNulty. McNulty, yeah, and he's from Britain. And even though we may be cousins, because y'all know I have a lot of cousins in Britain, I'm still mad at him. So I'm gonna put that out there. And you know, Idris is too, and that was the thing that got me the first time I saw it, is that they worked on their accents. You you didn't hear any of their accents in this. And so it was like, you know, when I actually saw them off of those shows, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. They did a really good, a really good job. Really good job. But like I said, my favorite baby, that was Omar. And that is Michael Williams. Oh, he did that thing. Yes. Yes, he did an absolute wonderful job. And so, The Wire, good show. You need to check it out. We are all, I am all in on The Wire. I am very much all in on The Wire. Watch it. And so we want to thank you for listening to our show. And for just putting up with us this season, our first season, you kind of got to know us. We've kind of gotten to know you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell your friends, share the podcast. You know, we just enjoy watching TV and movies and sharing it with you. Bye. Bye. See you next season. Thank you for joining us for this monthly podcast of TV Talk with the Sisters. The music for this podcast was created by Dave DeBerry.